0: For today's episode and uh, we're excited about today's conversation we believe week in and week out here at the church leadership podcast our conversations that we have with others and each other really do fulfill our mission and our mission here at church leadership podcast is to encourage and equip leaders in the local church to be disciples and make disciples and we think today's conversation especially is going to do just that before we get to the conversation though i want to remind you to go over and subscribe to the podcast we don't want you to miss a single episode. You can certainly rate and review our podcast on the different apps as well. I encourage you to do that. Now, here is today's conversation.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode. It's a special episode. Uh, picture uh, balloons and confetti and right. party hats. Uh, we don't have those. Just picture them in your mind. Yeah, just pretend. Uh, uh, it's been three years, Mark, since we've started this podcast, and this week's conversation, we don't have special guests. I mean, uh, we have people tell us all the time we're special, so I mean, I guess that, that works. <laughs> I'm
0: not real sure what they mean by that, Yeah, but, yeah, uh,
1: but it's been us. three years, brother, three years that God has blessed us and allowed us to be on this journey together uh, to have some great guests to talk about just uh, everyday opportunities, struggles, and joys of ministry, leading in local church and making disciples. And
0: I've enjoyed every single bit of it. Three years. I just can't believe it. Three years. I mean, I'm telling you, when I think back in, you know, 2019, really the end of 2018, but 2019, when we started talking about this and planning it and dreaming, I mean, we had some lofty dreams and you and I were talking about this the other day we wrote down notes and things and guests we wanted and things we want to talk about and stuff we want to see happen. And it's happened in three years, almost everything that we wrote down has happened. And, and man, it has been awesome. You and I both talk about all the time, how one of the most enjoyable things about our ministry is this, the fact we get to do this together. And uh, I, I know, I don't want to speak for you, but I will, we have learned so much Andy and I have along the way from you and from our guests from each other and uh, man it's just it's been awesome uh, it's been an awesome ride and it's not over um, we're, we're I feel like we're just getting started
1: yeah I think we got a couple more episodes in us yeah just so. a couple. Yeah, couple yeah well today uh, we thought it would be fitting uh, since it has been three years we've learned a lot like you mentioned Uh, We feel like some of you are regular guests who watch and listen to our podcasts. You're not just guests, but you're part of the Church Leadership Podcast family. Uh, We can just say that. Uh, I wanted to spend just a minute before we dove into what we're going to talk about today and encourage those who are watching and listening just a little bit. Uh, uh, Right now, it is March. It is 2022, and we are two years removed from... Uh, the first few Sundays, where we were made aware of COVID nineteen, yep. and things have changed a great deal since then. And a lot of things have been tough. A lot of things have been hard. A lot of people have have suffered losses and experienced great difficulty in leading the local church and in not understanding exactly how to navigate all this. But I just wanted to say thank you, thank you to the local church leaders, to the pastors. Who have just kept on, who keep on keeping on faithfully following Jesus, serving in a local church, making disciples, no matter what has have been thrown your way, I just want to, to tell you this. Uh, be patient, don't panic, and keep on going, and here's what I mean by those three things. Uh, first off, things may not be exactly like we want them to be right now. Some of you may be like me and Mark, and we want things to be back like they were yesterday. You know, we don't want to wait uh, until tomorrow for things to get better, but be patient. things are getting better. Uh, we feel like what we're going to talk about today has a lot to do with things are getting better, and we can we can move forward with some things and actually make plans and and feel like there's some some solid uh, ability to stand on those things and and have some plans so be be patient uh, don't panic. Uh, some of you may be experiencing loss of church members, not just of those through sickness and and those who have gone on to be with the Lord, but some of you have church members who have gone to another church, or maybe they haven't come back, and don't panic. Uh, just keep loving on and leading those people you have well. Uh, keep, keep pastoring and shepherding them, and as you do that, as you lead them well, as you invest in them, God will, uh, will bless your efforts to continue to plant those seeds and water those seeds, and he will give increase. And, and let me encourage you, just keep on, keep on doing what you're supposed to be doing. Don't worry about what the big church down the road is doing. Don't worry about the church that's exactly the same size as you across the country is doing. Uh, do exactly what God wants you to do in your context, in your community, with the people God has given you. So I just wanted to say that. Uh, I feel like maybe some of you are like me and you need to hear that every once in a while right now. Just, just be patient, don't panic, and hang in there and keep doing what you know you're supposed to do.
0: Absolutely, and that that's a that's a word that we do need to hear. Andy and I both need to hear a lot, and we wanted to share that with you. and And I'll just share real quick. um, You know, we're going through a a Bible reading plan in our church. We call it the Gospel Thread Plan. So we're going Old and New Testament, one chapter a day. and And the last few weeks we've been reading about um, a couple weeks ago about Joseph and the Joseph of the Old Testament, the one who sold into slavery by his brothers, and and the one who is you know, wrongly accused by Potiphar's wife and thrown into prison and then forgotten about after he correctly interprets dreams, but eventually rises to second in command in Egypt. And because God wanted to be glorified. And all of that happened for God's glory. And it happened in God's timing in God's way. And that's what I would say. In addition to what Andy said, look, God's at work in you and through you, in your church and through your church, even though it may not feel like it, even though you may be discouraged right now and you're sick of COVID and you're sick of the starts and stops and you're sick of people not coming back and all that stuff, God's working in his time and in his way. So I I echo exactly what Andy said um, and just encourage you to keep keep at it because uh, God will use what you're doing. So uh, did that you brings us to what we're we'll talking about? No, no, no. That's a, that's okay, a great yeah. segue into what we're we'll so, talking about. Yeah, I think so. God's at work, right? Well, we believe that um, the stuff we're going to talk about today is, is in direct connection to that because it seems like Andy talked before that it's been two years, you know, um, over two years for some, but just right at two years since COVID really hit in a real way. In fact, um, this Sunday really is kind of a two year anniversary of it being real for most of us uh, and shutting down church and all that. So um, we believe I'm not saying that COVID's gone. I'm not saying it's gone for good. I'm not saying it's safe completely. Not, we're not saying any of that, but Annie and I both are in agreement that we're at a point now in society, and our culture, and our churches, where we think people are ready they're ready for the next step. They're ready to maybe not get back to normal because the normal that we, you know, knew is never going to be, be here, but get back to, you know, uh, some semblance of what they expect uh, to be involved in, in church and, and in, in terms of especially outreach. And so we believe that it's a great time. I mean, Easter's almost here spring weather is is mostly here uh, it was before this week in alabama anyway cold spell came through but yeah, by the end of this week we'll have experienced all four seasons again so. that's right, all yeah. four seasons in one week so we think that people are ready and it's a great opportunity a great time to begin reaching new people in your church and so that's what we're going to talk about today
1: yeah mark taught to use the word opportunity and I believe that's, that's what we've been handed this, this whole scenario we've been given is not about loss and struggles and frustrations and, and negative things, which it has been full of those. But I believe once again, God is opening doors of opportunity for our churches in our contexts and communities to share the love of Jesus, to, to be real, to minister to those in need. And what, I mean, what a great opportunity we've all been through something together. We can all relate to it. Uh, Right now, even in the midst of the struggle of what's going on in um, Ukraine and Europe and uh, with our economy and the the price of gas. And I mean, there's just all kinds of opportunities for us to provide this stable source of firm hope in Jesus. And Easter is the greatest time to do that. There's no other greater time to invite someone to come to your church than Easter or Christmas and Easter even above Christmas uh, you tend to have people who come to your church at Easter who may not be those people who would likely come any other time. So we feel like it's time. We feel like it's the the, the opportunities there, the people are ready for not just to invite them to your church, but Mark, uh, what is a good way to invite someone
0: to church? That's a great question, Amy. I'm glad you asked. I think the best way is a personal invitation and the best way to invite them to church is to say something like this. I want you to come to church and sit with me uh, because that, that's not an invitation to come to some impersonal gathering or some show or, you know, experience even it's, it's an invitation to a relationship. Come sit with me. Um, and I think that's a huge, huge deal. So, so I agree with Andy it's time. It, 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 the window of opportunity quite honestly, is maybe unlike anyone we've had in a long time. I can think about 9-11, but I mean, all the stuff happening right now, COVID and then kind of waning now, people getting back out, Ukraine, gas prices, economy, all that people are searching and they're open. Okay. So we want to encourage you to begin to begin or continue to reach new people and, and, and invite them to church on Easter and some other ways too. And so, um, we, we believe that, that God has given us an opportunity to, to reach more people for Christ. So Easter is a great opportunity to do it. So I want to mention a few things. Andy's going to mention a few things. One thing I would tell you to do is to train your people, just like what we were talking about. Train your people in how to invite others. Train them to ask them, hey, will you come sit with me? And you might even, depending on your church and your context, you might even train people to say, hey, come and sit with me and then let's go to lunch afterwards. And, you know, I know, a lot of people have, you know, lunch plans on Easter, but maybe it's before Easter or after Easter that you can do this. But I think training your people in how to have gospel conversations and how to effectively invite them to come and see Jesus at your church, I think is a huge, huge thing uh, that, that we can do that's an easy step. You don't have to spend a dime to do that.
1: Fantastic, Mark. Uh, Obviously, we want to equip our people to go and share the good news of Jesus. It's not telling people to come and see what we're doing, but invite them into our lives, invite them into, you know, the opportunity that we get to gather with our church family. And Easter is a great opportunity. Obviously, we're going to put a whole lot of eggs in the basket of, wait, did I just make a pun? Yeah, I did. But anyway, (laughs) uh, pun intended there. We're going to put a lot of effort into Easter Sunday. And it's not just for us to dress up and, and to be entertained, but obviously it's to glorify God. It's to allow people the opportunity to clearly hear the gospel. And this, that's what you're doing is you're encouraging your people in your church to invite people, Hey, come and sit with my family and me this Sunday at so-and-so time. Uh, I can meet you at the door. Um, You can, you can meet me at so-and-so spot. Here's where we generally sit. Come and sit with us. And I mean, you don't have to be trained in evangelism to be able to do that. Uh, Obviously, you want people trained in evangelism, but encouraging your people to take that first initial step in in this, like like we mentioned, this opportunity to invite someone to church on Easter.
0: And I would encourage you to take a few minutes every, Mm -hmm. every week in your worship service between now and Easter to train and equip your people how to do that. You know, just take a minute or two, and, and teach them how to invite someone. Talk about, you know, building that relationship. You know, we use an acronym at our church called BLESS. Um, we, we got that from Daniel M., who got it from somebody else, I think, B-L-E-S-S, and it's begin with prayer, listen, eat with them, serve them with love, and then share your story. And so that, you know, we, we'll talk about that in the next few weeks leading up to Easter to help them begin to, to, to share their story or share an invitation to church. And, and here's another thing I would encourage you to do as you get ready for Easter. Provide tools for your people to effectively invite, whether that's invite cards or whether it's a flyer about your Easter events, um, you know, whether it's, you know, provide them with a tool with a website on it or, you know, whatever it is, it could be door hangers. The tool itself doesn't matter as much as the fact that you're providing the tool. So here's what that does. When you train and equip your people how to invite people to church and how to have gospel conversations, and then you give them tools to to invite their friends to church. Number one, you, they know you're making an investment. They realize this is an important thing and then you've helped them take the step that you're asking them to take it. And that is huge. So provide some tools for them.
1: Yeah. I can't agree more. Uh, one of the things people lack confidence in is doing just what we're talking about. They don't know how to do it. They haven't been properly trained, but even show them, you know, I mean, Go out with some of your people to lunch or to coffee or or whatever and, and invite someone personally to come and be with you at church. Show them how to do that as a pastor, as a church leader. So you're modeling that for them, and, and so they see that. I tell people all the time about conversations I have during the week with people inviting them to our church or praying with somebody or whatever not to let them know, Hey, uh, I'm, I'm tooting my horn or or trying to brag on me or anything, but just to encourage them and say, part of everyday life is that rhythm and pattern of having those gospel conversations and training your people to do that, as well as giving them opportunity to see you do that, to see you model. That's very important. Mark, I would add to that. Uh, you, you mentioned this earlier, but ways to be creative in doing that, not just providing tools or resources to put in their hands, but maybe having an opportunity to invite someone to something other than just a worship service or a worship opportunity, Uh, maybe some kind of event for your community or for young families or for kids uh, is an opportunity to invite someone to that, that may not lend themselves to just saying, I want to go to church maybe since their kids might be interested in that or something that might be interesting to them, that you can be creative and invite them to that. Um, we've had something in the past. We've had a uh, glow in the dark Easter egg hunt, not your typical, you know, daytime, come out in your nice clothes, you know, and, and hunt Easter eggs. Those are great. I don't know you guys do that, uh, but just something that's not going to really compete with the whole lot and have a fun opportunity for something that's different. Uh, we're going to do something This year, in addition to that, we're going to go out and uh, place small egg hunts in people's yards. Uh, Not littering, by the way, uh, but people that uh, that we we give their kids an opportunity to have an egg hunt in their own yard, and just trying trying to be creative uh, to invite people to Grace to to our church to see what God's doing and to invite them to come and be with us. That's
0: huge, and and you know, think about it. I don't I don't want when we say creative, I know some of you just immediately shut down and go, ah, I'm not creative, right? But there's all kinds of ways to be creative, right? You can be creative in the timing of your event. Okay, that's, that's exactly what we've done. Uh, we're not the most creative people. And so we're doing an Easter egg hunt, but we're creative in our timing. We thought, well, if we're going to do an Easter egg hunt, and we really want people to come to worship on Easter Sunday, why not have the Easter egg hunt right before worship? And that's what we're doing. We're doing an Easter egg hunt and brunch right before our worship service. We've already got them on campus. And and listen, my children's director is brilliant in this, okay? I didn't even come up with this. So we have an Easter egg hunt. We did it last year, right before worship. And she said, we're not putting anything in the Easter eggs. They're empty. But if you bring your empty Easter eggs into the building, to the kids check area, then you'll get your candy dude that is brilliant we've already got the parents inside they're not leaving then we've got them for worship they're going to hear the gospel so uh just mark be you forgot you forgot to
1: tell everybody you lock the doors behind them
0: when they come <laughs> Sorry, in like, yeah. nobody's leaving <laughs> not quite no they do uh, have the option to leave i'm sure they yeah. do yeah i think we'd get a little bit in trouble for that so yeah do something creative and look while we're mentioning this don't forget about social media okay um i'm not saying you got to go crazy we tried some unique stuff last year. We did some some Snapchat and some Instagram filters. Didn't really work. We invest a little bit in it just to try it. Didn't work. So we're not going to do that this year. But we are doing a photo booth and encouraging people to use a hashtag, you know, to post on social media, things like that. But use social media to invite others as well. Um, I think that's, that's a, it's a good thing to do. Use whatever tools you have to maximize the opportunity like Annie and I have been talking about. Yeah, it doesn't have to be big. It doesn't have to be costly. It doesn't have to be
1: time-consuming. It doesn't have to be exhaustive or require a lot of resources or people to put off. Uh, just be creative, be sincere. Uh, don't try to jump the shark and do something that's out of the norm for your church or your context or your community. Just do something uh, this, this simple yet creative. And, uh, and we're not saying this in the sense of we're catering everything we're doing trying to perceive what people need and trying to meet their needs. We know their greatest need is Jesus and an opportunity we have right now to have people on our campus, to hear the gospel, to be around a community of people who are sincere and genuine, who accept them and we want them to belong to a faith family. That's what we want. I Earnestly pray for that regularly. And what we're talking about, equipping your people with the right tools and being creative and, And having those opportunities, all those things, listen, right now, all of those things deserve our effort and attention. They deserve us to be praying for our people and praying for us to actively be involved in pursuing those opportunities. Um, Because we can't just open our doors and say, y'all come and expect Easter Sunday for our churches to be flooded. Uh, But at the same time, you don't have to have six flags over Jesus in your parking lot to draw a crowd. That's right. All you have to do is have to have sincere people in your church who are praying, who are putting forth the effort, who are having those intentional conversations, investing in relationships, and inviting people to come and just be with them in that's those right. opportunities.
0: And Andy and I have talked about this. We're seeing this happen already even before Easter in our churches and, and some other churches, that, uh, some folks we've been talking to. And so that's why we think the appetite is there and the window of opportunity is there. So one, a couple more things I want to mention uh, before we close. One is... Um, again, we believe now's the time we believe, uh, the, you know, the events are, are really creating this window of opportunity. And if you put forth an intentional effort and, and do some of these things we talked about today, the next thing I would tell you and Andy would say the same thing. We talk about this all the time is, well, you better be prepared. Okay. So don't, don't invite people and then not be prepared when they show up, right? Be ready for them, um, roll out the red carpet for them. And then importantly, have a next step for them ready to take. So you just expect people that don't know Jesus to show up on your campus. Expect people who haven't been in church in a while to show up on your campus and then give them the next step to take, whether it's uh, uh, for us, it's going to be, you know, a marriage conference or, or, you know, some parenting conference, or if it's something for their kids coming up, whatever it is, be ready to give them that next step to take.
1: Yeah. Uh, we often pray God add to our church, multiply and grow our church. But here's the big question we need to ask when thinking about that. If God does bless us with guests who return to our church, if God does bless us with people who come to faith in Christ and want to join our church, and I hope he does and pray he does, what are we going to do with them? Mark? I mean, do we have space? Do we have opportunity? Are we equipping our leaders Mm. and our teachers and the people serving in our church to make room for more people that we can invest in
0: and disciple? That's exactly right. And that last word you use is kind of important. I actually was going to mention this at the beginning, but I'm glad we saved this for the end. So I think a lot of people during the last two years have thought, okay, well, you know what? You know, new people aren't going to come to church. So we're just going to focus on discipleship. We'll get evangelism later, right? And so now this opportunity has come. Okay, we're going to start with evangelism again. Well, there's a problem with that. And the problem is we're called to make disciples. So disciple making is both evangelism and discipleship. It's not two separate things. It's two, two wings of the same plane, uh, Dan Spader says. And we believe you disciple people unto salvation. They come to Christ and you continue to disciple them unto maturity. And so really, that's exactly what we're talking about. Be prepared to continue that discipling process in whatever it is your church, whatever pathway your church has to make disciples. So we believe that God's got to, given us an opportunity to make more disciples. And uh, I don't know, I, I can't wait to hear from you guys the next few weeks and then after Easter. We want to hear from you, um, our, our loyal church leadership podcast family. We want to hear ways that God is using. This time, as a window of opportunity for you to make disciples. So definitely drop us a line, contact at churchleadershippodcast.com, and let us know what happens. Mark, speaking of disciples and disciple making, let's
1: drop a shameless plug. Here. Yes, let's do. If you're a pastor in our area, specifically in the state of Alabama, we want to personally invite you, just like someone invites someone to come and be with them at their church, Mark and I want to invite you who watch and listen to podcasts to come and be with us at the second annual Alabama Baptist State Discipleship Conference. Uh, That's coming up. Mark, give us some details about that. Tell us a little bit about it, and then uh, then tell us how how much it costs
0: even. Okay, yeah, we can do all that. So the 2022 Alabama Discipleship Conference uh, is going to be in Prattville, Alabama, April 4th and 5th. Of this year, so just in a few weeks, we're coming up on it quick. So it's going to be at Glenwood Baptist Church in Prattville, Alabama, right in central Alabama this year. And it's everything kicks off um, that Monday afternoon, um, right around lunch, little after lunch, actually one is when the the conference experience kicks off, and then it ends at noon on Tuesday. And um, listen, we promise you. In fact, this I don't guarantee much, but I guarantee you, you will get your money's worth. Because this conference is free. So you're going to get more than your money's worth. But the, yes. the registration is free. Uh, and you can go to aldiscipleshipconference.com. aldiscipleshipconference.com, all one word, and register. And we encourage you to do that soon. We do have limited spots on purpose. We don't want this to be a mega conference. We want to keep it small and intimate so you can be with us. So you can sit with us and talk with us. So sure uh, make sure you go and register today. Absolutely.
1: Mark, I enjoyed the conversation today. Once again, I can't believe three years. uh, That's phenomenal. Uh, Looking forward to three more years or or however long God allows us to, to continue to do this. Looking forward to some great guests we have in our upcoming episodes. Excited about that, excited about the discipleship conference this is coming here in Alabama. Easter is just right around the corner. Uh, we'll be praying for those of you who are leading the local church and making disciples uh, as you get ready for Easter. And, and as we are kind of turning the corner and things are getting better, great opportunities are ahead for you to not just invite people to come and, and be at your church, but invite people to be with you as you follow Jesus
0: together. Very good. Thank you for being here today, for watching, for listening, and we know that uh, this has been an encouragement uh, and hopefully equipped you to uh, continue to lead in your local church and make disciples and be disciples who make disciples. We'll see you next time.
1: Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Church Leadership Podcast. Don't forget to share, subscribe, and even review our podcast on your favorite podcast listening app.